Hi, Kim Martin Hassan, uh, former goalie for uh, Team Sweden, and you're listening to Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Welcome back to the Pro Source Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mr. Neil Spruce, and I'm joined by the talented Mr. Kobe Doron, a.k.a. Kobe. Kobe, how you doing? I'm good, buddy. I'm good. The weather's beginning to turn, even though it's been raining for the last 10 days straight. It looks like the sun's on its way, so I'm happy. Sun is shining, and all all is good in the Great North. And speaking of all things in the Great North, we have a new hockey team in the PHF. It is no longer just the Toronto Six. We have the Montreal Force, who are now in the league. They made their debut. And one of the players from... Season 8 of the PHF uh, in Quebec has joined us. It is the one and only Brooke Stacy. Brooke, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? We are good. I'm good. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. We've been following the league for two or three seasons now. And it's, yeah, we want to find out a little bit more about the Montreal experience and also about yourself. So tell us a little bit about how you got into the game and how things have been going lately. Well, I got into the game a very long time ago, to say the least. Um, I started skating when I was two and then started playing hockey at four uh, and kind of just kept going all the way through there. Um, I started on the reservation here in Gunawage, uh, just playing with mostly boys. There were some girls on the team in Gunawage too. Um, I stayed here a few years and then went to uh, boys hockey with Sir Waugh. They no longer exist. They, I think they got bought out by someone else, and it's a new team, but kind of the same thing. Uh, so I played boys hockey till full contact. Played one year full contact. That was interesting, uh, being a girl, and then usually like one other girl as the goalie. So that was fun. Uh, then I went to prep school, Ontario Hockey Academy, when I was 14. And stayed there till I graduated and then went to the University of Maine on a full athletic scholarship. Spent four years there and also played with uh, Team Canada U18. Uh, we won gold in 2014 in Hungary, Budapest. That was a great experience. And then I also got to play with the U22 development team and we played in Germany for twice. So I went there twice with them. Uh, and then I made my way to Sweden for like two months, if that. Just played in the playoffs over there. And then I went over to Buffalo, played till December, got pregnant, took off a few months and then was back for the nice season of the bubble, which was only like five games. Yeah. Then took another year off and then made my way to the force. There you go. That's quite that's quite the journey. <laughs> um Yes, for sure. <laughs> it's um, not Sweden. I, actually, I'll let Kobe ask you about Sweden because uh, I know I feel like there's a connection there that we we may know a little bit about. 
Yeah, there is there is a connection to us. Uh, you, you were invited to play in Sweden by Kim Martin Hassan, right? Yes. Yeah, she's been on our show. So we, oh, we've nice. had her. Yeah, she's fantastic. So Yeah, she is. It looks like you've had a chance to travel around thanks to hockey quite a bit. Yes, for sure. Now, the University of Maine is kind of a hockey powerhouse when it comes down to it. So are there a number of people you've played with there that you've played against or with in the PHF? Yeah, there are a few players um, from Toronto. There's Teresa Vanisova and Carly Jackson. Mm -hmm. Kaylee Hutchinson was in the league for a bit and Audra Richardson with Minnesota. She was a powerhouse for sure. Those are the ones that I remember right now. Okay, now in the different levels of hockey that you've played at, which would you say was the most competitive and where was it? Definitely the PHF this season. Um, I think the PHF has grown so much over the last few years. Like when I started in Buffalo, the comparison now isn't there really. Like the level of skill and just competitiveness is through the roof. And I think that shows with how much it's growing in the sport. And, you know, we're getting the money, the money's worth now. People are investing in women's hockey. And if you watch the games, you can definitely see how competitive and, you know, it's fun to watch and fun to play. So I would definitely say this past season was definitely the up there in the most competitiveness. Now, what did you study at University of Maine? Um, I studied sociology with a concentration in crime law and justice with minors in Native American studies and women's gender studies. Okay, that's, that's pretty significant. So, uh, a handful. <laughs> yeah, so, so what do you see your, your hockey career as? Like, how, how many years are you looking to play hockey? I don't really know. Um, I'm hoping till at least 30. It really depends on like family stuff as well. Like if I want to have another child and whatnot, I would like to do that like around 30. Like I wouldn't really want to have another baby like at 35 or anything like that. So, yeah. but it really depends how my life plays out. Like who knows if I'll have another baby or not. Like just depends what goes on in my life. <laughs> okay. No, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh. yeah. It's you, you've had, quite a life so far and I'm, I'm sure there are many other chapters to to write now um mm -hmm. i have to ask having played across many different parts of the world i feel like montreal may have been your first expansion team that you played for perhaps when did you yes when it was. did you know that you were going to become a part of the force how did that come about so i heard rumors that there was going to be an expansion team but there was no updates or posts about it so i was just the whole summer i was working getting in shape working out like on the ice three times a week with the hopes that there would be an expansion team so i didn't really know the whole summer i think maybe a month and a half before practices started that i finally heard about it and i reached out to an old teammate from oha uh, she was a goalie this year uh sunshine we call her uh, so she let me know about the team and who to get in contact with. And I got in contact with Kevin and it was a instant interest and basically a signing within a few days of speaking with him. There you go. And it must be pretty cool being able to play in Canada as opposed to, I mean, playing abroad is a great experience in itself, but how significant is it being able to play in Canada and also play in front of uh, family and friends? 
yeah, it's that's the one thing that like I recognized and wanted to do right away was play close to home. It's been, I think, like 13 years because I left for prep school. I mean, my prep school wow. wasn't far, it was like an hour, but it's still not home. So I was super excited to get on the ice close to home where my family could come watch. We did have kind of like a travel home base, so we didn't actually play too much close to home. Like mm-hmm. we traveled to like Septels and, you know, far around Quebec. So that was a challenge in itself, but otherwise, like it was nice to be close to home. Mm-hmm. And now you touched on your, your heritage. You, um, you are indigenous. And how important is it that you are, in effect, a, I guess, a, a role model as, a, as an indigenous, indigenous athlete? How important is it that other uh, young folks can see someone like you playing and they, they can potentially follow in your footsteps down the line? Yeah, I think it's extremely important. Uh, you know, there there are some big names out there that are Indigenous that have made the Olympics and have played pro. So it's amazing to have other people who I play against who are also Indigenous role models. I think it's so important for the younger generation to see that this path is possible to go to university, to play D1 or D3 and CIS and get a college degree and then go on to play professional and actually make a livable wage. I think that's so important for these younger generations to see. Uh, I actually just went to a native tournament like three weeks ago and I was playing against younger girls, not like under 18 or anything like that, but I was going to take a face off and the girl came up to me and she's like, you're my idol. I want to be just like you. And it, like, it took me aback a little bit cause we we're just about to play a game. But like to hear that it was, like I got a little bit emotional, like right before the game, I was like, wow, like this is, you know, it was just like a shock. Cause like someone just said that right to my face at a game. And I was like, that's amazing. You know, like, thank you. So it's just important to be a good role model to other indigenous people. Indeed. It's a beautiful thing. Are you ready to stay fit this winter? Get off the couch with kettlebell kickboxing Canada. Sign up now to their mobility and movement program. Use the code PSP15 to get 15% off the one-time purchase of the program. Then it's yours forever. No additional subscriptions or fees. The program is available worldwide. Now, back to the show. When, when you were growing up and playing hockey, who were some of the, the players or role models that you were looking up to? Uh, I didn't really look up to anyone. I still don't at this point or like throughout my whole career. That's always been like a hard question for me. Obviously, like Pauline and Wallet, like they're amazing players to watch. Something you had mentioned is like how the Montreal Force had traveled around Quebec playing at different locations. Do you know if there's a, a plan in place to have a permanent home at this point? So from what I heard is that we will have a permanent place this season as a home, you know, home practice rank, home game rank. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know the specifics as to where it is. I've heard Laval, which is about 25 minutes from me. Okay. So still in the Montreal area. Okay. So it, it will be convenient for you at least. Yes. <laughs> That's excellent. And how, how do you... How do you manage your time between hockey, work, and your child? Great question. Last season was tough for sure. And, you know, practices were after daycare, after work. So it was hard to kind of juggle everything, but I made it work the best I could. I was rushing a lot, like last one on the ice, first one off the ice, you know, last one in or first one in the gym because it was usually right after practice and then first one out. 
uh, I think it took a toll on my body a little bit, like mm -hmm. not being able to take care of myself fully with all the rushing after and before and, you know, short warm ups and whatnot. So that was definitely difficult. And I look forward to this season being able to, you know, just focus on hockey, hopefully. <laughs> was it something that the Montreal Forest Administration was aware of and accommodating for? Yeah. They they knew the situation. They knew I had a son, and he came on the bus a few times with us. So they were they were definitely welcoming to my son and understanding to my schedule, and that sometimes things would come up and I would be late or miss a practice or a lift. Uh, but they they were great about it. Has he become an unofficial mascot? <laughs> he the my teammates love him. Like they were all <laughs> so happy when he was on the bus, and he's such a happy kid and. You know, just an entertainment to have on the bus too on those long ride trips, road trips. Sorry. For sure. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, Kobe mentioned. Well, you both mentioned that that the team did move around Quebec for home games, but one thing that the team did enjoy was national TV coverage, regular TV coverage through TVA Sports, and it was very significant that all the games were on TVA. What was that like uh, as a player? this season i never really thought about that like during games that they were actually live on tv now that i think about it like that's amazing um we also had a lot of fans at majority of our games like i think besides like boston we probably had the most fans in the league right on. and i think with a home base this year it's just gonna be much more uh kevin does a great job at you know publicizing our games and making sure they're like entertainment for the fans so our first home game was incredible i don't know if you were able to see how many fans were there but it was probably the biggest crowd and like most engaged crowd i ever played in front of mm -hmm. no we did see we have been following the progress on social media and by osmosis through one elias Lorati, who you may have heard the name of i know he he covers a lot of the montreal force out there in quebec but um mm -hmm. i gotta ask the the force has the crowds, the six have the trophy. <laughs> what's the rival, <laughs> what's the rivalry like between Toronto and Montreal? How does that feel as a player? I think the rivalries are with everyone, being the new team, especially. You know, we never played against any of them as a team, so it was you know you go into the game and you you want to do your best and come out on top. That didn't happen too much, but we were definitely a team that was hard to beat. Most of our games were one goal games which is crazy to think about mm -hmm. but yeah not for me i don't think about that too much with the rivalry and stuff like that but it was fun to go down to toronto they had a good amount of fans there mm -hmm. and i guess this is a question for for our local interest for us in well not just ontario but in canada at large what does one go for the best poutine in quebec i really love the poutine at our rink on the reservation but like La Belle province is good too. So you can basically go anywhere in Quebec and have a good put in. <laughs> <laughs> That's a safe answer. Noted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Kobe, we're going yeah. to the res. Yeah. That's we're right. Going, going That's right. <laughs> as far as your commitments on the ice and practice and such, I mean, that's expected. But do you have any commitments off the ice with the Montreal Force? As of right now, I do not. We have... Um, I'm still working with the trainers that we had this season and they write our programs for workouts and cardio and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I know they have 
on ice stuff that's going to happen in the next few weeks. And we have a group chat with a bunch of people that were from my team and still in the area because a lot of players like live far away. So it's for the people that are close to Montreal. But it's difficult right now because of work and daycare and my son. So I'm just training at my house and gym. So now, I mean, for a lot of people, especially specifically in your generation, your age group as a as a woman, you went to the hockey academy, you developed your skills there, you got the scholarship. Generally, that's the goal, right? But did you think at any point, maybe I'll be playing professional hockey after that? No, not at all. Even like in high school, like I didn't think too much about university, like until grade maybe 11. And I had a lot of things that I had to work on. Like my attitude was really bad on the ice in high school. And I had a coach who played D1 at St. Lawrence and she pulled me aside and she said, you know, you have the talent to play D1, but your attitude isn't going to get you there. Mm -hmm. So that like quick switch in me kind of just turned it around and it worked out for sure. So now that professional hockey is an option for Canadian women, do you think that will increase the number of women that actually get involved in hockey competitively at a younger age? Yes, I do think so. It's, you know, it's a career path that you can now take, you know, you can go to university and you can know, like, I'm doing all of this, like hard work and commitment to hockey, and I'll be able to basically have a job of hockey after university. And I think that's important for all college and even high school, you know, young girls to know that it, it is an option and it's livable. Yeah. It, it's awesome. It's awesome. Like mm -hmm. I, we cover a lot of women's sports on the pro sports podcasters, but being a Canadian based podcast and finally seeing women's hockey come to the forefront where you're actually making a decent wage. It's just awesome to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And, um, Long may it continue. Now, if you don't mind me asking, Brooke, are you currently signed to the force? Or are you a free agent now? Uh, technically, I'm a free agent. Okay, so I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna prognosticate in terms of where you're gonna play, but wherever you end up, because I'm sure you'll be playing in the PHF. I have no doubt you'll be in the PHF again. What are your hopes and dreams for uh, the 2024 season? I just hope to have a good season. It was difficult coming into this season just because I had been off for like four years total without a full season of hockey. Um, my last one was right before I had my son and that was only half a season. So it's been a long time coming of having a full season under my belt. Um, I feel a lot confident now going into the season than I did prior to this past season. So I'm just excited to showcase my abilities and just to only focus on hockey would be great and not have that job as well on the side. But I don't know how that's going to play out yet. I still have my full-time job and that's still in the looks as well. So it's a, it's a lot to make a decision on. Absolutely. Mm, I'll watch this space. Watch this space. Yeah, Brooke, before we let you go, what's your goal, your long-term goal after hockey? That's a hard question. I feel like I still struggle with like what I want to do with my life outside of hockey. Like the job I have now is secure and like I enjoy parts of it, but I'm not completely happy with where I'm at with my job. So it's, I guess, to find something that I'd love to do. Um, right now I'm working with my trainers from last summer to run 
on ice and off ice camps for younger kids, which has been really fun. And it's uh, something I might look into further. And then I'm hoping to start traveling to indigenous communities and running camps over there. Uh, so that's something that I'm looking into as well, because I know the interest is there because some of these communities are very isolated. Mm-hmm. So it's great to go into these communities and be able to run some camps and give some talks about life and how to get to where I got. That's awesome, Brooke. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, if people want to follow you and follow the Montreal Force or whoever you may end up playing for, I think it's going to be the Montreal Force. But let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> where would they find we'll you see. on social? Yeah, where would they find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I think my username is brooke.stacy27 or b underscore stacy27. I also have Twitter, which I'm pretty sure is brooke.stacy27. I'm very forgetful. I have so much different names, <laughs> but it's usually Brooke Stacy. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasts experience, where no sport is left behind.